Welcome to the HubbardWrestlingWeekly.com podcast. The opinions and ideas expressed on this show are solely those of HubbardWrestlingWeekly.com and its guests. This is the very best of professional wrestling, both independent and mainstream. Once again, you already know what it is. July 26, 2018. This is the best brand new up-and-coming professional wrestling podcast in the New York City and Tri-State area. This is the Hubbard WrestlingWeekly.com podcast. What up, though? I'm your host, Sean H., and we have another major show in store for you right here tonight with a reigning world tag team champion on the show right here tonight. But before we get started, you know we gotta take care of some business and let y'all know that the only place to go for your web platform and web development needs is hoskraya.com. There's only one place you need to go and that's hoskraya.com because they revolutionize everything that you need to make your business pop on the internet. You gotta do it right and you gotta have the right platform to do it. So go to hoskraya.com, that's H-A-A-S. C-R-E-A.com, Hoshkreya.com, because we love tech. Like I said, we have another major, huge show in store for you tonight. We're so excited to be coming to you right here on HubbardWrestlingWeekly.com every Thursday night at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Also, Google Play, iTunes, and Stitcher. Make sure you subscribe, make sure you like us, and make sure you listen anytime you want on demand on those three platforms, including right here, once again, on HubbardWrestlingWeekly.com. Yo, I'm going to get right into it, man, because this dude is really shining right now. He's a member of the Creator Die uh, organization, stable, and he's really doing his thing right now, man. Um, I mean, this dude is, is, is really shining. The charisma's off the chain. The swag is off the chain. He is a reigning world tag team champion. He wrestles for SWF Wrestling. He wrestles for NYC Wrestling. He is the one and only Versace King. The one and only Rolex Poppy. And he is the wave god. The one and only Sebastian Cage. Welcome to the show, my dude. Thank you, bro. No doubt. You already know what it is, man. So let's get started, man. Let's just talk. You know, the fans want to know a little bit more about you, man. You know what I'm saying? I threw some some Twitter questions out there, man. You know what I'm saying? For the for the fans in preparation for the show. We're going to get that to that in a little while. But I wanted to talk to you first and foremost about what got you interested in the business to begin with. I think it's really important to go back in time and, uh, you know, tell the people how and why you got into the industry, man. So, so how did this whole thing get started for Sebastian Cage? Oh man, this is, it's been a long time coming. I mean, first and foremost, I've always been a fan of professional wrestling because I was like, as long as I can remember. I think I go back all the way to four years old, being a fan and having uh, one of my cousins that was older than me, and he would come down because I grew up in Dominican Republic, like my early years. So there wasn't really much to do out there. 
you know, play baseball and barely watch TV because we didn't even have that at one point. So when he used to come down, he used to come from here, from the um, from New York, down to uh, to DR. He used to bring them big, them big CR tapes. You remember those? Absolutely, absolutely. So one of those, and he used to have like I remember he set me down alongside him, and I remember he popped the tape in, and the first image I saw was the Undertaker. Okay. And for a kid that's four years old, bro, to get an image of a dead man, it's kind of, you know, starstruck. I was like, oh, I'm scared. I'm having nightmares of this man. Right. I believe that it was real. You know, I'm, I'm like, at the point where I was like, okay, this is really a dead man, you know? So, Absolutely. Um, ever since that moment when I saw that, I remember being mesmerized and say like, yo, this awesome. What is this? So then, you know, after that, um, the Ultimate Warrior came out. And Yoko Suna, and then just all these larger than life, you know, superstars. And I was like, yo, this is awesome. So ever since that day, I never gave it up, bro. I was just like, you know what? I'm going to watch this for the rest of my days. And then I kept watching and watching and watching. And, uh, uh, as I grew up, you know, I, I stick to the baseball and everything. I've always been into sports. That's always been my thing. You know, I played baseball at a, at a big level and shit. So then after that, after that was done with, I kind of had one of those little moments where you sit down and tell yourself, like, okay, so what am I going to do with my life? Like, I mean, uh, what do I want to do? You know, because you, you can sit around and do what everybody else wants you to do, but what do you really want to do? Got to blaze your own trail. Got to blaze your own trail, absolutely. Yeah. So I just sat down and told myself, like, what am I so I just got the, the first thing that came to thought was wrestling. I'm like, man, what do you do to become a professional wrestler? I mean, I never had the chance to actually go and see what what you do to become one. You know, I I know that to be a baseball player, you gotta train and you have to go to the baseball field every day. You have to get in a team. You have to you know you have to build yourself. I knew that because that's all I had around. Me. But to become a professional wrestler, I never really knew what to do. So I went ahead and I went on Google and I started Googling how to become a professional wrestler. And then I started getting all these different things of how to do it. So they basically broke it down into the, okay, so you need to, uh, you need to find a training school and you need to go there and you need to, you know, learn how to become a professional wrestler. You also got to work out, you got to hit the gym. Pretty much about the same workout, like not not exactly the same, but the same um, dedication as becoming a, a pro baseball player. Same thing. It's just you have to train hard, you have to learn, you have to, you know, you know, you have to like pay your dues, and you have to go on the road, and you have to learn. So okay, let me try it out. So I went ahead and I found a school in Brooklyn. So I'm okay. I'm in the Bronx, you know, Brooklyn. I mean, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to go all in. So I save up some money. And when I had the money ready for school, I had told my father around the same time that I wanted to start training to become a professional wrestler. At first, he thought I was crazy. But after, he's like, you know what? If that's what you want to do, all right, man, I'll support you. That's what's so up. That's what's up. He had heard from one of his friends in DR, the um White Angel, that he's one of them legendary guys from, like, DR, from, Jack Banano and all these guys. He was part of that. Mm-hmm. So he knew the guy from, from like, you know, from out here, from, like, 
because my father was doing cab driving at the time, so he knew him because he picked him up. And my father's a wrestling fan. So he's like, oh, I spoke to this guy that's my friend, and he's a wrestler from DR, and he knows about this place in the Bronx. I'm like, wait, in the Bronx? There's a wrestling school in the Bronx? He's like, yeah. And he's like, yo, we can bring you through. He knows the people because the owner's Dominican. So, you know, he, he, he'll, he'll, he'll take care of us. I was like, oh, yeah, let's go. I was like, let's go right now. Like, I'm off. Come on, let's go. You know, we picked him up, and we got in the car, and we drove to the school, and is uh, where NYC um, has run uh, um, the past few times in Dallas Extreme Fitness. So BWF, I went, and we met Bronco, and uh, I remember going there my first time and just seeing the guys training and thinking to myself, like, yo, that looks really cool. So, um, you know, they had me there. They gave me a little bit of, yo, you think you can go in there and do what they're doing? Like, you know, the whole basic the ropes, the jumping inside and out the ring with the ropes. I was like, yeah, I think I could do that. So I got in and I did pretty good for my first time being in the ring. As soon as I saw that I was able to do that, I was like, I could do that. So I was like, you know what? Let's go. Ever since that, I went, I came to training. And I remember the first day I felt like I was learning so much that it kept me motivated to keep going. You know what I mean? So I was just like addicted. I would come out of work and just go straight to the gym and just consistently. I would go Monday to Sunday every day for like six months straight. I was in that gym just training and training and training and training and training every day because I was learning. So I remember, well, to go back a little bit of the story, my first day in training, they found out that I could do a backflip. Okay. So, like, I mean, the training got really worked, right? athletic, you can do a backflip, oh, that's cool. So, I mean, I didn't know how to bump or, or land or anything like that. So one of the guys, uh, I don't think he did it because he was jealous or not like that, but he was like, yo, try to do that backflip, but land on your stomach. So I'm like, oh, all right. So I'm like, I, I don't think that's going to be hard. So I did the backflip, and when I landed, I, I, of course, I didn't know how to land. Mm-hmm. So I landed on my right knee, and I had problems in my knees before that, prior to that, because of the baseball and all the sliding and baseball. So when I did the backflip, I kind of like landed, but I landed on my right knee and it came completely out. Oh, so wow. my knee came out on my first day of training. So immediately, I, well, I, I'm used to it. I put it back together in place and it got swollen, so I had to get out the ring. And I'm like, wow. I go home and I can't walk, so I'm like, damn, on my first day I get hurt. So I was out for like, like, let's say like, think like a few weeks. So my knee came down. As soon as my knee, I, I, I'm, I, at least not even, it didn't even come down. I think my knee was still swollen and I just taped it up and went back to training because I was like, yo, I'm not going to stop. So I went with my knee. I could barely walk and I was in there hitting the ropes and doing regular rolls and stuff. And then I got better. And then it, I just took off from there. And, uh. I mean, that that was pretty much the beginning. I did my, my first six months. I learned a lot from a lot of people there. Uh, like, I mean, I get it. Like, if, if there's, like, for me to put them out there, like, uh, uh, Caveman, I know you guys know about him. You mm-hmm. know, he, he helped me out a lot in the beginning of my career as far as like, training. You know, Bronco as well, the owner. Uh, I got a lot of help from um, Caveman's tagging partner, Monte. You know, the, the king himself, you know, um, then uh, 
Lathan came in from Doghouse. He's one of the original guys from the old school Doghouse. Okay. And I remember he came in, and he was the guy who took me and was like, okay, I like this kid. He has potential. I'm going to work with him. So he grabbed me and was like, yo, I'm going to teach you how to do this for real. So he started teaching me how to really, you know, how to really chain wrestle and how to, you know, how to you like, how to learn how to become a character and how to, you know, play with the crowd and everything. He taught me basically the whole, the whole gimmick of everything that I'm doing to this day and how to work and how to not just call spots and do, you know, what you did. You know what I'm saying? He, he taught me how to work in general. Yeah, yeah, he gave so, you the, he gave you the basics and then let you run, I feel you. Yeah, he let me run. He's like, be yourself and put it in every move that you do. Give it your own twist, you know what I mean? Like, like give it your own, your own taste of it, because you know, is that everything we do is pretty like similar to everything. So if whatever you do, make sure that you give your touch to it, and that will make that will make it original for you. And so you know, so that's how that's pretty much how I started. I gave you like the whole like beginning story of how I started. Nah, that's what's up, man. I mean, that's what I definitely wanted to know. Like, I think the fans want to know more, too. Like, keep going, please. So, uh, a little bit after that, like six, six months in, and I remember uh, at this point, to a lot of people, I was able to put on a, a, a solid five-minute match. So, you know, Bronco approached me and was like, yo, so... um." Wait, like a little bit before that, he's like, what do you have in mind for a name? Or like a character? He's like, okay, do you like, you're really good at like, like doing what you do at this point. Um, now we got to come up with gear and we got to come up with characters and a name. Because you like, you could do all this stuff, but if you don't have a character, then, you know, it's like nobody really knows about you. So I was like, you know what? You're right. So, I went back home that day, I sat down, and I was like, okay, I got to come up with a name, because my name, my real name, I don't think that, like, myself, I was like, oh, I don't think that's going to sell. Like, that's not going to be something marketable. Okay. Like, you know what? Like, well, you know, Ma- just, Michael, you know, Michael Hickenbottom uh, wasn't going to sell either, so I guess he had to change that too, right? <laughs> you know, that's exactly what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> like come on. From, from Hickenbottom to, to Don Michaels. Absolutely. I mean, that's, that's, a, that's a come up. Like, yes, sir. <laughs> so for him to do that, it was like, okay, so that's what I thought about. I always thought about, okay, everything that I'm going to do from here on has to be like a business. I have to treat it like, you know, so I have to come up with something marketable that I can sell and that I could, you know, something that I can market. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I got to come up with something original that's me. So I was like, okay, so I just started looking at, like, I didn't have an idea of what I wanted. I'm like just looking for names, and then I don't find anything. So I'm like, yo, this is hard. So it took me a good a few weeks to figure out what I'm gonna do. Like, cause I'm like, okay, I don't know what name to use. What am I gonna use? So I'm like, I'm just thinking of stuff, and I'm like, okay. So out of nowhere, I'm just saying, yo, I even went on a website on Google that make that makes you type your real name, and then it shows you a bunch of wrestling. I feel like Stone Cold talking about when he was turning into Stone Cold. And yeah. The worst Remember that? Absolutely. Yo, this website had the worst wrestling names I've ever 
ever seen in my life, bro. Wow. I don't even remember. That's how bad they were. Because after the, the 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 fifth name, I was like, okay, I, I can't do this. I gotta get off this website. Yeah, man. So you like, you okay. can't let you can't rock with the so generic joints, down. man. <laughs> yeah. So I sat down and I was like, okay, I what do I like? So I started thinking. I mean, I don't have any kids yet, right? So right. I always wanted to name my first child Sebastian. I always was a fan of the name. I don't know why I always liked. So I was like, I like the guy. I mean, I like the name because I'm gonna name my son that whenever I have. Right, right. God willing. So, uh, I was like, okay, so if I use that name, I can, and I make it something big, it's gonna mean even more now because the reason why I'm whenever he's born, you know, and he grows up, I can tell him the story of, okay, my wrestling because of you. I wanted this name for you, so I used it to make it something big, and it means even more now, because nice. it's your name, you know? Nice, nice. So I thought about that, I was like, you know what, that is a very good, you know, reason to use the name. So I took that name, and then I was like, okay, I want a name and a last name. So I was thinking about, okay, what is a marketable last name that I could use of something I like? So I thought about Mortal Kombat back in the day, when I was young, and I used to play, and, uh, and Super Nintendo. I was back in those days. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm very familiar. I'm very familiar. That's elementary school right there, bro. Yeah, most bad. So I'm like, yo, so what character you, I used to use? And I was like, damn, I used to use Johnny Cage, bro. So I was like, Cage, Sebastian Cage. Mm, that sounds like it. I mean, it sounds good in my head. That's dope. I'm assuming that, the, 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 yeah, that the people are going to like it. So I'm like, you know what, Sebastian Cage. So as soon as I picked that name and I put it together, I was like, okay, I got to market this thing like fast. So I went online and I did an Instagram, I did a Facebook, I did Twitter. I made sure I got every single social media in the planet under that name so nobody could take it from me, you know? So when I started looking it up, nobody had it. So I'm like, okay, I'm, this is original. I'm the only one that has this name. Because, I, yo, I even did my emails and everything under that name. Nobody had it, so I'm like, okay, so it's mine. It's That's a mine. smart move. That's a you smart know, move. A little bit later, I trademarked it. Of course, you have to. Nice. But I'm saying when I found every social media to be open and nobody had it, I was like, okay, so this is original. So I'm not copying. So right after I got the name, I thought about the character. Immediately, I was like, I could just use Johnny Cage. But my own version of Johnny Cage. Mm -hmm. Just myself. So I looked it up and I started looking at it. So I, you know, I started letting my hair grow out like him. I started buying expensive ass shades like him. So I just, you know, I started working with the character and everything. So next thing you know, I all like with the times I started evolving something. But it started off with that, and it just took off from that. I, I just like I went evolving from the Johnny Cage persona into myself me with the volume all the way up. I mean, that's, that's how my character started. That's how I came up with the idea, pretty much. I mean, that's super dope, and I think I think the way you broke that down is exactly what the fans will want to know, because from my perspective, man, as a fan and as a journalist in the industry, like, all I really care about is, is people being real, you know what I'm saying, and being as close to themselves as, as possible, you know what I'm saying? So, when it comes to a character, we obviously know it's sports entertainment, it's it's wrestling, but it's you know, as, as real as it gets in the ring, and by the way, the physicality is very real, and I'm a former baseball player myself, and I actually 
But no, beyond a shadow of a doubt, I could never do what you guys do in the ring. So I have the utmost respect for you guys. But, you know, when it comes to the characters, you just want to be yourself with the volume turned all the way up. And, you know, I, I feel that with you guys, you know, with you and, and with, with the creator, Dive Stable. I've had a chance, like I said, to talk to El Ray all day. And like I said, I've been ringside for the two NYC events and we'll be right back on uh, August uh, the 10th coming up in a couple, uh, about six weeks from now. But the biggest thing for you, Sebastian, is, you know, your swag is on a million, bro. I mean, like, uh, it is what it is, man. Like I said, I've, I've been ringside. I've seen you do what you do. I've seen Creator Die do what it does. And you guys are on a roll. Tell the people how... Creator Die came to be because you guys are so hood, you guys are so hip hop, you guys are so for the culture. I'm feeling you guys. I know the people are feeling you guys. Tell the people how Creator Die came to be. I mean, you don't have to think and Ray all day, man. He was a mastermind behind it all, man. Like I mean, I I rolled um with the King for a long time, man, bro. Pretty much about the time from where my career started to like really become something serious because you know before that you do anything you can to like get around bro like I mean you just wrestle anything anywhere it doesn't really matter so I remember meeting the king in the show and I remember because I was a fan of him before all this I used to watch him in ICW and when I was a fan bro when I was just like okay I just watch wrestling that's what I do so I used to watch him and Blade and the DRS like they were Hilarious, bro. Right. So I remember being a fan of his, and I remember the first time we were in the locker room together, and I remember just not knowing how to walk up to him and say, "Yo, like, you." I didn't know what to say because I'm not saying I know his character from back in the days. He played no joke, so I'm like, I don't know if I just go up to him and say hi or introduce myself. So I, I'm kind of like nervous to go up to him. This was in NYWC, right, in Long Island. Mm-hmm. So I didn't know how to walk up to him say like, hey, um, I'm this person because I didn't know if he was going to shake it off. And, you know, like, but I, I, I actually, you know, I was like, you know what? I'm going to just go say what's up. So I went and I introduced myself. He was cool. I was like, yo, I'm a big fan. I, I watched you from back in the days and all that. Because I already, I was like, yeah. And then he was mad cool about it. So I was like, yo, whatever. So, you know, after that, you know, we spoke a few times and uh, I remember uh, him inviting me to go hit the gym with him and go train with him. And I was like, yo, what? All right, cool. You know, we went and we hit the gym a few times and we, and we trained a few times. And then after that, we, you know, I just started to get to know the real, the real person behind it. So, you know, we got really cool. We, he started bringing me to road trips with him to different companies and, and like serious companies. You know what I mean? Like places where like you want to be, you know what Absolutely. I'm like Major organizations. In the early days, you know what I mean? Yep. So he started bringing me around and he's like, I know this kid is talented. Do, you know, he could do his thing. So if I bring him with me, I'm going to put him on here and there. I could just don't, don't, like, you know, give him the good blessing to the promoter. Like, yo, I, we, I got this, you know, I got my boy with me. He's good, you know. He's good. And that's how pretty much I got picked up from most of these, like, big time companies. I just got, you know, the good word and I went over there and I killed it. So then from there, they just like, yo, okay. So then from there on, it just took off. So I've been rolling with him for a while, you know. So uh, I remember him coming up to me idea since I was already rolling with him so much you always talk about these ideas that he got for a group and uh he would tell me because I was 
staying true to my character, you know what I mean? I was always on my own thing. I came up with my, with my own little catchphrase. Right. You know, that's been stolen. <laughs> Talk but about it. Know. Talk about it. I know exactly what you're talking about, but but yeah, break it down, man. You know what man. I mean? Like, dudes have been using my catchphrase. They actually, the king helped me put it together. So, I, you know, I'm, dudes from New York, you know, you pick up slang here and there. So I would consistently have, in my vocabulary, I would always say lit. For everything, bro. For every good and bad, I would say lit, lit, this, lit, that. So I like I'm I'm talking about early stages of this word coming up. Like I was, yo, if you talk to me, you you heard lit at least a hundred times out of the two hundred that we spoke. So that's a hundred. So every time I was talking to him, I was always saying lit. I was always saying lit. So he he told me one time he said, yo, you say lit so much, bro, for good and bad that you should just use that as a catchphrase. I and yo in the light bulb up in my head and lit up. I'm like, wait, The Rock has a bunch of cats. Oh, yeah. If I start using lit, that can catch up. It's already trending, but people don't really use it as much. If I bring it into wrestling, they're going to pick it up. So I was like, you know what? You're right. So then I just started lit, just lit that, and then it just caught on fire. Everybody started saying Next thing you know, it's popping up in WWE. It's popping up here. You got people putting shows with the name lit up like i'm like really bro like y'all really sending my cash for yo man they they owe you some royal they owe you some royalties for that bro i know i'm like yo i started this whole thing like independent wise if you ask about somebody Like, you, that's real, you know what I'm saying? Like, 
Like I, I don't have hair in my tongue. I felt stupid. You know what I'm saying? No like doubt. people would would like literally push this whole politics thing against you just because they feel some type of way about you, or because they feel like your character is really who you are and they don't know you. You know what I'm saying? Like that's really what it is. Like a lot of people don't like me, but it's not necessarily because I rub them the wrong way or bad person. It's because a lot of them wish that they were as much themselves as I am myself. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of people don't know how to handle it. So, like, and realistically, like, a lot of people don't like you because you are who you are. And I don't know, they probably pretending to be who they are, you know? So, so we started targeting these kind of things, putting these kind of things out, you know what I mean? So I know a lot of people didn't like it, you know, because, you know, you could tell when, you know, oh, yeah, yeah, it's cool, but it's not cool, you know? So started targeting making these bagnettes and we were just like trying to figure out when we were going to come up with the idea of unmasking you know because most of us were baby face i was a baby face lugo was a baby face tj was a baby face right the only one that was a heel was the king so it's like okay we got miguel alongside like, okay now we all baby face when we drop the bomb and we unmask it's going to be a huge deal because people are going to be so upset about Especially all the people, oh, we were your fans. Never a bad guy, you know? So it really hit when we did on mass and SWF. When we on mass, everybody was just like, no way. These were the guys behind those masks. These were the guys burning the pictures. These were the guys targeting companies and coming at people. So, you know, it was it was like, it, it was a great setup for the whole thing. And then it just took, because after that, the gloves is off, like the mask is out. Now it's us being ourselves. So I took it. And then he came up with the name The Wave God. He was like, yo, like, think about it like this. The Wave. What you think about when you hear that? To be honest, bro, I think about Max B. Right. Like, I got I got to give a shout out to The Wave. I get Max B, bro. That's him. The Wave he got. So I'm like, Wave is like cool or dope or like. like yeah, you're riding the wave. You know, you're riding cool. the wave. Yeah, five the and then what's bigger than God? I'm like, nothing. He's like, here you go. You just swag God. That's you. So I was like, I mean, in reality, that is you. So I'm like, I, I like that. So we're going to use the wave God. So that's why the wave God, that's where it comes from. It's like, you just swag God. So I was like, okay, we're going to run with that. So he gave me that name, and then I just put it together, and then I just started being me, bro. And then it just took off from there. We were just like, all oh, hip, you know, just us, being ourselves, 100%. So then, you know, the group just took off and we just started running through all these companies, doing what we do in, in our own way. If it was tag or singles or cruiserweight, whatever, just like running the whole industry at this point. That's, that's how they get, that's how they what it was. No doubt, man. I mean, y'all, y'all are shining right now, man. I mean, you're, you're one half right now to SWF World Tag Team Champions, you know what I'm saying? Uh, El Real Day is coming that's- off of a major encounter with Hall of Famer, you know, Tatanka. I mean, it the, the, the momentum is crazy right now. The, the momentum is absolutely crazy right now. I'm trying hard, bro. Working hard, hitting these companies, man. NYC is a huge deal. This show coming up, they got a lot of great talent on there. So. Well, I'm definitely great looking forward to that show, and I'm glad you brought that up because, listen, NYC Protect Your Neck is looking like a mega show, and 
it's uh, a week out from from SummerSlam, and you guys are really you know raising the bar for what you're doing. El Ray, shout out to El Ray all day for you know being one of the biggest people and putting this whole thing together. Not just a in ring performer with Creator Die, but also a very big behind the scenes guy as well. Listen, tell me what to look forward to with uh, NYC, man, because you guys are doing big things over there. I mean, uh, you see it all over social media, man. Like, uh, NYC, bro, I, I mean, to me, is one of the, like, like I'm not going to throw down on nobody or nothing like that, but, you know, it's a different product. It's a different uh, dynamic. It's different all around everything because it's a different mind. Or, or, or as I, if I would say, a different mind running running the show. You know it's for saying? the culture. It's you, for the culture. Of, yeah, it's definitely the future of New York wrestling in general. Whether we're in New York or Jersey, it doesn't really matter. It's, it's definitely New York. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. And, uh, I mean, and watch this a different product, bro. Like, it's, it's real, like, real rated R. It's really real. It's real, you know what I'm saying? It's a real, like, you know, no holds bars, everything goes, you know what I'm saying? So it's, it's a different product than everything that you see in the New York area, you know what I mean? I'm not throwing down on nobody. Everybody's doing a great job or whatever they, it, whatever it is that they're doing. But, uh, I mean, I'm really excited for the show coming up now in August. We have a lot of great talent lined up for that. Like, we got the Slip Gordons and we got the Teddy Hearts, you know what I mean? We got a lot of great people coming down to, you know, to throw down in there and, you know, give it a part and continue to make this company grow, you know, because it's, it's, it's about the company. It's not about our personal things, you know what I'm saying? Like, a lot of people don't understand how hard it, how hard people work besides everything else. Besides what we do in the ring, we also go out there and push the show and, and you know what I'm saying, promote it and, and do, you know, put out promos, take your own time out and push it and make sure that, you know, it becomes a huge success. You know, shout out to everybody in the NYC locker room, the original NYC locker room, you know what I mean? And uh, everybody that's really, like, really going hard to promote and make this company better. Nothing else, you know what I'm saying? Because not everybody's in it makes the company grow. Everybody's in it for different reasons. I don't know which one are they, but myself and the king and COD, you know what I'm saying? I speak for my team when I say we in this to help the company grow and become great. You know what I'm saying? It's not about, you know, getting paid or nothing like that. It's about making this formula into something great. You know what I'm saying? Something different, something original, something that people don't get to see in every single NYC show. You know what I'm saying? So shout out to my team and shout out to everybody else in that locker room that's doing their thing to help the company grow. Because at the end of the day, that's what it's all about. It's about the product growing. It's about getting more work, putting in work, you know, and, and, and expanding and, and making our fan base grow. And, you know, just making the whole product a, a, a better product than the rest. You know what I'm saying? Cause, I mean, what, what, what's the game without competition? It wouldn't be a game. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I come from a baseball background. You do as well. So you know what it, you know all about that. Oh, absolutely. It's all about having competition and getting better. You know what I'm saying? That's what it is. Yeah. In reality, so I mean, it's, 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 it's all about working as a team to help the company grow and expand. So that's what we're doing in NYC. So, so everybody to come down and support, you know, and to see COD and all the stars that are coming down, and, you know, support, show the love because we're gonna go in there and give 110%, probably 200%, to you know, make your money's worth and you know, 
and uh, we're gonna do what we gotta do to make the show pop, like we did, like we done with the past few shows. You know what I mean? No doubt. You know what the cool so, part is, man. When I look at when I look at NYC and the product that you guys are putting out there. Um, you know, TJ Marconi brought me in and, and, and El Ray all day co-signed for me to kind of bring in my brand, which was, you know, Hubbard Wrestling Weekly website and podcast to kind of cover your events. And it, you know, it's not like I'm an official, I'm clearly not a, a member of the organization. Like I'm not part of NYC, but I kind of feel like I'm the unofficial, uh, you know, sportscaster of NYC because most of my guests on the show come from NYC wrestling and El Ray all day is kind of giving me his stamp of approval to cover the events. And I, I'm, you know, like I said, it's hip hop, it's real, it's urban, it's real wrestling. Like you said, it's hardcore. It, it's super dope. And it's like, you know, the Vince Steels and the Sebastian cages and the El Ray oh, all man. days and, and, you know, the riot raises and the Ivy Romans oh, and the Felice, you know, Felicia, you know, the, 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 you know, Jay George, the, the list goes on and on of yeah. epic superstars that are, that are evolving, maturing and, and on the verge of superstardom and achieving superstardom right there in NYC wrestling. You know, so I'm definitely looking forward to August 10th for sure. And, and I know that uh, COD is not going to disappoint, but I want to ask you a quick question, man, because. Like I said, when I announced the show, uh, as been as has been the case with you know the Felicia Rose episode, the Ivy Roman episode, the El Rey All Day episode, uh, the people that follow me on Twitter send me questions for um, for our guests, and you know I want to give you this particular one because I feel like it's really on point, and I feel like it's something you can really elaborate on. So, um, you got Tyreek from Queen. He says. Sebastian Cage, I think you're a dope wrestler. I would think you would categorize yourself as a cruiserweight. How do you feel like you would stack up against the wrestlers on 205 Live for WWE? Ooh, that, that's, a, that's actually a really good question. I'm yeah, glad. man, I thought so too. I was like, yo, my man Sebastian can talk about that for a little while. Oh, man. Like, I mean, uh, well, yeah, uh, most definitely I am a cruiserweight. I've always... Uh, I, I've always knew that, and uh, actually, I uh, I always had like I, I was always a fan of the cruiserweight wrestling. Out of everything else, it's like okay, these are, these are guys my size. So, uh, I mean, talk about two two or five lives. Uh, the big achievement is the goal. You know, it's, it's in there. It's, it's part of the the goal. You know that we got. But uh, I mean uh. I feel like I'll be a, a a different a different thing about I'll bring something different to the table, you know, because you know, two or five live has a you know, it has a stacked like roster of superstars from the Leo Rushes to everybody, just everybody, bro. Like I mean uh Absolutely. Cedric Alexander, you know, you absolutely. Know, yep. It'll definitely be a challenge to go down there and, you know, show what I got and uh and you know, uh you know, just showing everything I got, man. I mean, like, I'm definitely a cruiserweight, and I, and I go all in. I put my body on the line every single time. I mean, you guys, anybody that ever watched me knows that I go in there, and I don't take a day off. I don't. I just go in there and just give you guys everything I got. And, uh, I mean, to, uh, for the whole two or five lives, I mean, I, I feel like I'll go in there and give them a different thing, you know what I'm saying? Because, I mean, they got, a, they got pretty much about everything in – 
that you can look for. But, you know, when you got that different kind of, you know, charisma and just like a different flow into your character. Like, I mean, if you see me do what I do, you feel it. You can see it. You know what I'm saying? You see that something different than what you see from anybody else. You know no doubt. So no doubt. I would definitely bring something different to the table as far as that goes, you know? So, I mean, as, as long as they let me be who I am, you know? Because you know how that goes. Yeah, yeah. You don't want to, you know, go somewhere and have them. Because, you know what? The thing, and I'm glad you brought that up, man. The thing that I hate about the industry, and I and I love the industry, but there's always, you know, bits and pieces that you wish were different. When somebody makes it, you know what I'm saying? I guess you could say making it would be making it to WWE, even though Ring of Honor is huge right now. Shout out to Ring of Honor and New Japan Pro Wrestling for signing that deal with Madison Square Garden. That's that's huge. That's the, oh my god, that's, that's huge. Unbelievable. The first the first uh wrestling show out of Madison Square Garden, not run by a McMahon in how long? Oh my god. Yeah, but, um, you know, you have the Ring of Honors in New Japan Pro Wrestlings, but obviously everybody thinks the big leagues is WWE, and there's no argument there. They've been on top for, you know, 30 years. But I guess the thing is when you reach it to the pinnacle of the industry and then they want you to change what got you there, it's like, you know, what's the what that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I know. Like, I remember listening to this podcast from um, Hulk Cabana, and I remember listening to... Um... Sammy Callahan, shout out to Sammy Callahan, man, out here killing it, doing his thing. Yeah. I remember him saying how, uh, how, like, on the way to where he was hitting the point where he was going to go, you know, go where he was going to go, he basically, he basically said some words that really stuck with me. And I, I, always, I was always a believer of that way before that, but I never heard the right, like, the right way of putting it into words. But he basically said that when he went to WWE, you know, he kind of said to himself, like, yo, you know, I'm going to work and I'm going to do exactly as they tell me. And just like they tell me, I'm going to be a good worker and I'm going to do everything I'm supposed to do the way I'm supposed to do, right? I mean, there's nothing wrong with that, like in general, in life in general. Like, I mean, whatever it is that you do for a living, you know, it's always good to go by the book, but sometimes, you know what I mean? You have to, like, I always I always like to leave a little piece of myself in everything I do in my life, you know what I mean? Whether it's working in a regular job, whatever it is. I've always been a person that if you bet me, you know the way I am. And, and I, I've always, like, supplied with a different kind of idea or whatever it is, you know what I'm saying? So just in general being yourself, it's good going by the book, but also when you stop being yourself, and you start becoming this this thing that they give you and tell you, okay, this is what you got to be now. Right. You know what I'm saying? He right. said it himself. He was like, I remember along the way of me working there, doing what I was doing, I, I kind of forgot what made me a star. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, I lost sight of what made me a star. And I became this thing that they wanted me to be. And I forgot, you know, I, I, I kind of like pushed aside what made me a star. And then himself, you know what I'm saying? Like, yo, all the, if you go back into the CW days and all these stuff and all those great promos that he was putting out, was just like, yo, this dude is awesome. And then, you know, when he went to WWE and they switched him around or whatever, you know, like, it's not wrong with, with trying something new, but, like, you can slowly tell when you're not being yourself or, like, trying to be this thing and it's just not working. You know what I'm saying? Like, Absolutely. Sometimes, 
sometimes the best way to be yourself and have fun. That's like to me, that's the most important thing. If you had fun and you was being yourself, the fans are gonna gravitate towards you because they know that you're. I don't know what it is, but being because before before anything else, I'm a fan. You know what I'm saying? And I, like I remember like how I gravitated towards like Arkansas, like, like an example, like the Hardy, Jeff and Matt. Like these were these were my guys, bro. Growing up, these were my guys, and I remember being such a uh, a big fan of Jeff Hardy. And I remember the reason why I was such a fan is because I knew I don't know how, but I had a feeling, and I knew that he was being himself. You know what I'm saying? I love that. I was like, I don't care. Thirty years passed by. Forty years passed by. Every time, like when he came back in WrestleMania, bro, I I must have done like two backflips in my house because I was so excited come back. It made me feel like when I was a little kid, I would watch it. And I remember, yo, this is going to be great. So it's like, to skip all of that and go right to the point. It's like, you know, when they try to change you, sometimes it doesn't work out because you're, you're working hard to become what they want you to become, but if they just let you be yourself and work around whatever they have, you know what I mean? It's, I, I feel like you harder because your focus on being you instead of being something else. You know what I mean? So one hundred percent. I mean, there's always good to be yourself. You know, one of the most influential people in the business right now, Triple H. Obviously, uh, you know, after years of being in the industry, and obviously, you marry the boss's daughter. That does help. But um, you know, Triple H. You know, whether it was Jean Paul Levesque in WCW or Triple H, the original Triple H, as in Hunter Hearst Helmsley in um, WWE. Yep. He wasn't himself. Like, it, it worked. Like, the Hunter Hearst Helmsley, I'm not going to lie, the Hunter Hearst Helmsley character got over, but nowhere near as much as it got over when he kind of, like, became a degenerate. And Turn into the game. Exactly, you know? and Because he really isn't. Like, Triple H is an admitted, you know, jerk. Like, he, he he's proud to say he's a jerk, and he's proud to say he's a degenerate. <laughs> so he, he owned that, and that's the reason why, you know, he went from a mid-carter to, like, you know, I'd say a top 10 name in the history of the business. That's so true, one hundred percent, bro. The game, like literally, they named the game. It's Triple H, literally. Like I mean, like I remember when he started with that name. I was like, that's him. That describes him. That's who he is. The game, yeah. Like legit. So, but that, that's the thing. Like when, like The Rock, The Rock too. That's another example. Oh yeah. When they were doing the whole Rocky Maivia, that that didn't work out. The fans missed it, and they was like, we're not messing with you. We're not doing it. Like, yo, they were screaming Rocky dying all of that because they knew that he wasn't being who he really was meant to be. That's right. When he pulled him aside, was like, yo, can I please just be myself? He's like, just give me the mic one time. That's all I need. Just yep. give me the mic one time. You don't like what I'm feeling, you never give me the mic again. Bro, that was like the biggest thing they could have done. That's they gave him the mic and it was over after that. It was over. The Rock, bro, that was like, come on, bro. I don't think there's anybody has been more himself than that man right there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, it's just like he was just himself with catchphrases, with, with the swag. Yo, bro, swag? That's real swag right there. That's On a million. Point. On a million. From top to bottom. Oh, yeah. Bro, oh, yeah. I, want, I want you to tell me the, the one time you ever saw the rock out of shape. Ever. <laughs> well, he ain't got, he ain't got no shape up. You'll never see. He ain't got no shape up now because he can't have no shape up. <laughs> Yo, real, real bro. Like, real bro. Can you remember the 
Nah, when the rock when the rock still had the fade, his fade was always tight, bro. That's what I'm saying. His fade, yo, he was tight, bro, with the Versace outfits to the Rolexes. Like I'm here, yeah. I'm no doubt. Well, listen, you're the you're, you're the Rolex poppy. You're the Rolex poppy, right? You know it. <laughs> you know it. We, we there, bro. I got you. Know I got to throw my Latino in there. You know I have to throw a poppy in there because I'm Latino. You know what I'm That's saying? That's what's up. That's what's up. You know what I'm saying? For my for my roots, for all my Dominicans supporting the business. You know what I'm saying? Nice. Thank you for the support. You know you you know you got one. You got one out here representing you. Got 100. The flag is in my gear. Everybody knows what it is. That's what's you know up. What I mean, so, that's what's up. So yeah, bro. Like I mean, like going back to those days, bro. The Rock was the man, bro. Like I, I, I wanted to be like this guy so much. I was like, yo, if I had that swag, bro, I would be unstoppable. You know what I'm saying? And now yeah. yo, he's a huge movie star, bro. Like shout out to fucking Dwayne the Rock Johnson doing his thing, whether it's in wrestling and in movies, whatever it is that he's doing, he's out there going hard and you know, bringing people to entertainment like he's always have. You know what I'm saying? No and doubt. whenever he comes back, we'll take him back with open arms every single time. Because he's the man. He did it, you know? You know what? You, you brought up The Rock. Up. You brought up The Rock. And I want to I wanna pick your brain. I want to ask you something. Um, By the way, The Rock, definitely a top five in-ring competitor. And as far as entertainment value, number one all-time mega box office yep. superstar. But I want to pick your brain about something. Because I actually did an article. Go make sure everybody goes to hubbardwrestlingweekly.com, not just for the podcast. Make sure you check out all the episodes, but also check out the articles. And one article I did was about The Rock and Brock Lesnar. And I want I want you to put your two cents in and let everybody know what you think about what I'm about to say. Since you brought up The Rock, that is, yeah. and as far as him going and coming back and things like that. When The Rock came back in 2013 and he became WWE champion, you know, he was with the company for about, you know, three months from January. He, he wrestled at Royal Rumble, wrestled at Elimination Chamber, and lost the title at WrestleMania. The cool yep. part about The Rock was when The Rock came back, The Rock was a special attraction at that point. Everybody knew he wasn't going to be on Raw every single week. That's no problem. But when he became champion, yeah, no problem. Yeah, when he became champion, right? He became the WWE champion, and he was on TV at least every other week and on, on all three pay-per-views that he was the champion until he lost the title. My question for you, Sebastian Cage, is this. How do you feel about the current, I say world champion because I hate the word universal, but technically the universal champion. How do you feel about the universal championship not being on television for months at a time? You, you, As a wrestler, as a student of the game, you can't be pleased with that. I know I'm not. How do you feel about it? Hello? You want me to give you my honest truth? Yes, I do. Uh, like not throwing down on nobody and nothing like that, but I find that to be very, very, very stupid. Yes. Real talk. Like, yes. I mean, like I'm used to the, the guy because I grew, I grew up in the greatest times of wrestling, and nowadays it's picking up at, at, at that again. But it's like, yo, I don't know. I feel like, like to me at least, and, and to everybody else is in this business, the biggest goal is to become world champion. Yep. Am I right? Absolutely. All right. So, so to me. Working your way up to that ladder, to that to that standard, being the face of the biggest company in the world, like the whole planet, that is the biggest company. So, for you to become world champion, I mean, it can happen. Like it, it's never like the first time. So, to me, it's like every single time counts, bro. Every single time counts. And I, whatever, like away from that, whatever he's doing on his own time, he's probably doing 
other stuff. Who knows? Right. You know what I mean? You, like, you, you know, we're he's, not even going to get into that. Yeah, UFC and but, all that, right? Right. Yeah, like, I mean, whatever. That's like, I don't, I'm not, I'm not a fan. I don't watch it. I don't really care about that gotcha. as far as, like, in general. Like, I was never really a fan. So, it's like, okay, you know, you got to respect the hustle. He's doing his other thing, whatever. Right. Great. But to me, as a fan and as a performer and as a, as a student of the game and a, a pro wrestler, whatever, sports entertainment, like, like to me, it it's it kind of like it, like I miss I want to see the world champion every month or every other month. You know what I'm saying? But months at a time, it's like yo, you're killing me, man. Like why is this dude the champion? Why don't you just put in one of the young hungry champions? See, that's, that's what I'm exactly every week. exactly. You know what I'm saying? He's gonna bust his ass. He's gonna defend the title. He's gonna go on storylines and like you're gonna keep the people motivated. You know what I'm saying? Like. If you come every once in a while, it's like, okay, but I don't care, bro. Like, I really don't. Like, you come every other month, it's like, uh, like, all right. Like, why do you have the belt? Why do you even have the belt? Like, just pass the torch to a younger guy who's hungry and who's going to be there to, to, you know what I mean, to, to put it into to the work, to, to what it is, my, my dude. You know what I'm saying? Like, the work title is the title. That's the belt. That is the, that's everything. That's the belt that we are putting our lives and careers and, and, and everything on the line to achieve one day, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, like, why are you not here all the time? I get that you're getting money elsewhere and you're doing whatever you're doing because we got to talk in reality. Mm-hmm. You know, he's doing whatever he's doing. Right. But it's like, yo, if you're not here every week, how do you expect me to tune in and go watch Monday Night Raw if I don't see a world champion? And it's like, you know, that's the guy sometimes people want to see. Because this is your guy, right? Like, you know, no disrespect to John Cena. He's the man. I respect him 100%. I've always been a fan, you know. But it gets to a point, like, John Cena is not the champion. So, like, even though he has a great following and all of that, but people don't really want to see him. Like, you don't have the belt. You don't have the torch. We want to see the guy who's holding the belt running through the storyline keeping this company afloat, you know what I mean? Like, and and to your day, point... Remember, the world champion was there every week. Exactly, and to your point... Or whatever. Yeah, no doubt, and to your point, Sebastian, listen, the fact of the matter is this, man. When Rock was around, when Rock came back for that for that little run in 2013, he had the belt and he dropped the title when he was going to leave. John Cena, I'm not a fan of John Cena. I respect him. I think he's definitely, a, I'll say, a top 20 of all time because of his contributions to the business. I'm not a fan of his in-ring work, yeah. but that's a different story for a different day. When he decided to go off and he became a part-timer, what happened? He dropped the title. The fact, I've said it to that's many funny. people, Sebastian, and, I, I, and again, I, I appeal to you as somebody who's an in-ring competitor. I'm a reporter. If it comes to Brock, Brock Lesnar's not the problem. The problem with all due respect, I mean, who are we to, you know, question the great Vince McMahon? Obviously, he's a genius. He's the greatest promoter of all time. But right is right and wrong is wrong. There's nothing wrong with Brock Lesnar being a special attraction. But he should not be the champion. Am I right? Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know, man. I mean, I guess I guess they're doing what they feel is right. Yeah, I mean, at least for the Yeah, not at all. Not at all. 
have to be there every week. Not every week, every other week. Like, you have to have them. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I, I, I guess, oh, you can't give them the, the big attraction all the time. You know? So I get that, but it's like, yo, I don't know, bro. Like, it's like taking a day off in a mask. Like, I, I don't know what that is. Well, listen, when you become... Like four years now. Well, listen. When and you I'm become the when you become the universal champion, I know you'll be on the show every week. So we don't we don't have to worry about that, right? Oh, most definitely. <laughs> you know, God willing, but I will most definitely be there, whether I'm, I'm good or I'm not good or whatever the case is. You're gonna see me every week, no doubt. Like that's that's what we that's what we fight for. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, like I don't know, bro. I have a different type of mentality. I, I don't know. I don't know how to. No, it's crazy. Nah, like I want to work every week, every day. Like Triple H said when he was when he was gonna get the deal with me, when he was leaving WCW, I want to work every day. Yeah, absolutely. And the way for me to become the best, I gotta work every day. That's what I want. I want to wrestle every day. I want to wrestle 365 days of the year, or 300 days a year, whatever the case is. I just want to wrestle every day, every day, every day. I want to go and grow. I want to, you know what I mean? I want, I want to do it every day. It's what I want to do. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't want to do it, nothing, nothing else. You know, this is what I want to do. So I want to be there every single show. If it's possible, there's a house show, live show, everything. God, you know, God help. Stay healthy and don't get hurt and nothing happens. Because, you know, we got to be realistic about it. I, I, I don't know no reason why you shouldn't be there every week. You know what I mean? On every show. Well, listen, Sebastian Cage, this has been so much fun, man. You know what I'm saying? You, you definitely voice your opinion about some controversial things told the people about yourself and i'm certainly looking forward to seeing you live as i'll be ringside for the website at uh, nyc protect your neck on august 10th before we let you go man you've been an awesome guest please let the people know where they can find you on social media most definitely thank you for having me bro pleasure and looking forward to seeing you at the show and working with you whatever you need me to do i'm there 100 you know that appreciate that's that. what i'm here for yes sir to, to help each other grow and you know, and go above, you know. So, uh, I mean, for all the fans out there, everybody that supports indie wrestling, professional wrestling, sports entertainment, uh, I mean, you can find the Wave Guy, the List Star on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, um, YouTube, all at Sebastian Cage. All the social media is mine. <laughs> like, legitimately, just type Sebastian Cage on Google, I'll pop up. You go go and subscribe on my YouTube and uh, you know support. You know what I mean. I'm always throwing video good matches up there all the time. Social media. I'm posting all the events that I'm gonna be a part of, especially NYC Protect Your Neck. Um, and you know supporting the wrestling. You know stay true to yourself. You know don't try to be nobody else. Be yourself. Follow your dreams. Cause trust me, following your dreams would be the one thing you will never regret in your life because that will make every day even more important than what it is, you know? So follow your dreams, stay true to yourself, and, you know, represent and be real. That's what it is. You heard it right here first, uh, some real some real talk advice from the homie Sebastian Cage. Listen, we'll be praying for your success, man. You know what I'm saying? I'm a, I'm a believer in the Most High God as well, so I definitely will be praying for you and all the best for you in your career. Nothing but health. And wealth moving forward, my G, we really appreciate you being on the show, man. Thank you, bro.
No doubt. So with that being said, we're about to close out. Yo, he is he got a lot of nicknames. He's got a lot of nicknames, but the one I like the best, he is the Rolex Poppy. I like that the best. I don't know That's why. But he's the Rolex <laughs> Poppy Sebastian Cage. I'm your homie Sean H and this is the Hubbard Wrestling Weekly.com podcast. We're out of here. Later. This has been a production of Hubbard Wrestling Weekly.com, home of the Hubbard Wrestling Weekly Podcast. The very best in professional wrestling, both independent and mainstream. The ideas and content of this show are the exclusive property of HubbardWrestlingWeekly.com. The opinions of its hosts and guests are theirs and theirs alone, as this show and website are not associated with any professional wrestling organization.